Real good morning. It's uh, Monday morning for me, and this would be uh, episode five, Robcast C19. My name is Robert Carter. Uh, my email is xxrobbertxx at icloud.com. You guys, uh, email me anytime. In fact, you could probably, if you're listening to this recording, I mean, I'm just getting started, uh, not exactly uh, savvy to all the tech, but I think you can leave messages right here um, uh, on the podcast or at the end of the podcast. I believe you can make a comment or whatever it is you want to do, if that's something you want to do anyway. Uh, I'm just, this, just, this podcast is for me as well it is is for the people for people to hear this is my story right now and I'm going to tell people's stories and that's the idea is to just talk to people Um, the thing about this is I had the most outlandish dreams I had COVID for those of you that have maybe just dropped in on this episode I'm laying on this plastic bed. I call it a plastic bed, and I, I guess I could tell you, but later on I'm going to explain why I keep saying plastic bed. So I'm not going to say anything right now, but I'm I'm literally in this bed, and um, I am in a coma. I don't know what day of the coma it is. All I know is that I don't know I'm in a coma. <laughs> I'm in this reality of my mind. I, so to speak uh, having this living this dream that I think is real I mean I don't know how to explain it this is uh, uh, if you go back to the first one you'll understand that I'm just in this realm and all these things have happened and in the last place that I um, left off I'm going to pick up right there but I want to say it a uh, couple of things. First, uh, yesterday, Sunday morning at 2 a.m., I woke up. I looked at my watch and tossed and turned, and it was February 20th. I'm like, oh, wow, 2.20, and I can't sleep. So I get up and walk around the house, and I sit on the couch and... Um, open my, I got a, a Bible app on my phone, and I read the Bible every year, I just go through the whole Bible, and I'm reading in Second Chronicles chapter 29, and uh, the verse that I had left off on was, <laughs> ironically, chapter, um, sorry, verse 22, and then I look at my watch, and it's 2.22, and I'm, and I'm on Second Chronicles, and chapter 29 verse 22 and then um, you know I just start thinking about it's just kind of funny that all the twos two 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 you know um, tomorrow is going to be the two day on Tuesday it's going to be February 22nd 2022 on the second day of the week um, and I'm thinking I'm going to get up at 2.22 a.m. <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
jump up and down, look outside, see if Jesus is coming back. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. There, that was a squirrel I just chased, though. So. Squirrel. Sorry about that. I'm going to go back now to where I left off in my last episode. So I was in Afghanistan, and uh, I was on top of a um, the same building that I'd always been on top of. I had a suicide bomb strapped to me, and I was talking to this boy, and this little Japanese boy. And in my last episode, we had called his guardian, which I can't remember if it was his father or his uncle. And I had come up with this idea to get this boy back to his family, so... I grabbed the child, and um, with his permission, of course, he said he wanted to go with me. He wanted to go home. He wanted to get out of this place. Somehow he got sucked in there. Um, and I blew us up. I mean, literally popped my suicide bomb and blew us up. And uh, Hopefully I got that Afghanistan lady because I was getting kind of tired of her. But... Uh, my plan worked, blew up, and we end up, you guess, on the, uh, I was going to say green, but no, on the Red Mountain. And here we are in this hot, steaming, grotesque, um, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, it, it, I don't know what it was on the ground, but it, the ground was never, ever... Um, dry but it was never wet it was like a grease like uh, some of you guys that work with heavy equipment it was that crude uh, gear grease that just was nasty really nasty smelling nasty smelling of course where we're at it was red (laughs) there's just nothing there's no stability you're always insecure you're always off step you're always under attack kind of with this atmosphere of, of evil heaviness so we're there and this is my plan I got one green card um, left okay I think I messed up on the last one because my wife came back down two times she had three cards so I believe the last one that she came down on she only had one card not two and I said two in the last episode but Either way, she got out of there. Um, and I'll have to explain it here in a little bit. But Sometimes I get a little confused. This is what I'm recollecting. So I'm there with this Japanese boy. And then coming up, I see the light from, from these motorcycles. These motorcycles were almost like entities. I mean, it was like, fast, faster than light. And I see it, but then I see not only one, but three. And then they come zipping up there. And uh, it, I knew that it was my son because I recognized the motorcycle. Okay, I didn't recognize him. Uh, He was a beast. And his horns had been growing bigger. His face had doubled in size. Um, 
his chin had got longer, his shoulders were starting to hunch over. Uh, he was fully scabbed over now uh, that lifeblood, the red hot lava was flowing through his veins and I knew him to be that was the guy that was my son at one point so he pulls up there and I am standing there and I got this this green card and I don't know why but the, the Japanese boy didn't have any I just brought him down there and I don't maybe it was because um, I brought him down there or whatever but I guess I and come to think of it I guess I had to kill the poor kid to get him down there I didn't even think about that either way he was there you know, and I'm like, here, okay, my son comes, and these two other people come on their bikes. Now, this is a turn uh, for me, another turn, because so far I've only lost my son and my marriage. But now there's two guys with my son. One of the guys was a man I worked with um, that I, I loved having conversations with him because he was just so he, he, he was flamboyant he was just a great person you know and I used to carpool with him and um, stuff and he, you know he was one of the very few uh, people in Wyoming is is weird and this guy I'm not going to tell you his, his, his name just uh, for certain reasons, but he's a black guy, very good friend of mine. Um, always have had awesome friends like that that were from different ethnic groups and stuff. He was one of them. And they had a very good friend of mine, uh, which I will say his name because he has already heard this before. I've already talked to him. His name was David. And so him and David pull up on their bikes. Well, they were um, green. I don't know how to explain it. Not like the Green Mountain, but a disgusting, infected, soggy, gangrene kind of green. And they had scabs on their faces just like Williams, except they were green. And in between the cracks where their lifeblood was this oozing, darker green, uh, yellow, green-yellow pus-type <laughs> lifeblood. And I knew when they looked at me that it was gangrene. That was their lifeblood. And I'm like, why? What in the world is... How is this so different? And David's like, oh my goodness, Mr. Carter, what are you doing here? Why are you here? What is going on? Why are you in this place? And, and I'm, you know, there's a lot of reasons. He knew some of them. And uh, 
he introduced me to his friend, which I already knew him, and I'm like, hey, um, we're going to call him Frank, so he's like, it's Frank, look who's here, it's, it's, it's Robert, Frank's like, oh, what are you doing here, why are you down here? And um, I'm, I'm just like, it's nice to see you too, guys. But why are you down here? What in the world are you doing down here? And he's like, well, he said we we met online, and just we're a couple. We're we're they had come out of the closet, and they were what I would call flaming homosexuals. What I didn't know was, I mean, this, they were forced down here to be, I mean, this was their, their punishment, if you will, for life choices that they made. And so I turned my head and I wanted to talk to William about this boy. And when I turned my head, those two just, um, I mean, you couldn't separate them. Let's say that. Okay. Gang green. They just were uh, making out, and anytime I turned my head, they were all over each other, and it, it was um, a curse. To on on, I don't know how to explain it. Okay, this is a dream, you guys. This is not a hate crime. Okay, I'm not trying to bring out anything. This is just what I've seen. All right, so I got this two guys that I love with my heart. They're my friends and my son that I love dearly, okay? In this terrible place. I'm, at this point, I've got one green card. And this little Japanese boy did not deserve to be down there, I felt. I wanted to save him, and when I was done, I was just gonna go hit the big red button and accept my eternal damnation, okay? So, William is just, I mean, he doesn't even, he's, he's disgusted at the fact that I still had a green card. That thing it was annoying him terribly. And I'm like, William, please, 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 please. I said, I'm giving this card to this boy. Can you just please allow him to activate this card so that he can go back and have a chance to hear about Jesus or a chance to get out of this place and to go to the Green Mountain and meet the Lion of the tribe of Judah and when I said that, he was just full of, of, I don't know how to explain it, disdain, rage. If he could have turned any redder, he would have. But his eyes were flaming. I mean, he was mad at just mentioning the lion. And he's like, why, why should I help you? You are hindering my kingdom. <laughs> I'm like, um, please, please, I won't bug you. I promise. Just, 
if there's if William is still there is what I said. If, if, if William is still there, son, just this one last thing. I won't ask you for anything else. You can use me. You can kill me. You can run over me. You can do anything you want to be. Just, just let him activate this green card. Even with saying the word green, my son is flinching at the, to me, it would be any mention of, of God or anything about him because it would always hinder his kingdom. So William is like, okay, you bring him back tomorrow and we will kick him out. And he's like, he's all ticked off. And he's like, we're leaving. And pum, they left. They didn't have a choice. He was their leader. And they just pum, took off, you know, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I told the little boy, and I don't, I don't know what his name was, but I said, we're, we're just going to hang out. Just wait. And so we did wait, and we waited, and we waited, and waited. See, it, he said, come back tomorrow, which could have been 150 years. We were in eternity. So knowing when that time was, um, I wasn't sure, but we waited. We didn't go anywhere. We stayed in that exact spot and waited and waited and waited and waited. And I don't know how long it was. Um, I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> I'm laying on a plastic bed in real life. So but I'm still stuck in this dream, this dream state. So finally, I can see the lights of the those guys, the motorcycles and the tra- tracers, they leave. And they come out, just barely seeing the light, and then boom, they're right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, okay, here he is. What do you want me to do? And, and my son is like, take, take him over there, around that corner, by the abyss. And, um, I'm like, oh, because there was a great abyss. It was just separating the red and the green. Which, if it was a person that read the Bible and you knew the Bible, you'd know that, that God did say that he had put this great chasm between heaven and hell um, that nobody could cross. That was in the Bible, but this is obviously not the Bible. Okay, this is a dream. But... There are some familiarities. So anyway, we, I took him over there on this corner. It's kind of like a ramp. And then William is like, okay, we're going to come and we're going to ram him. And we're going to knock him out of this ramp. And I'm like, okay, so I got out of the way. And they took off, man. Disappeared. Now, these bikes could go like the speed of light. I mean, they were just boom, boom. This is a spiritual realm, okay? They're not really physical bodies, but they're spiritual. Uh, it's the only thing I can think of. These are the souls that were condemned. So as they left, the boy's standing there. And I said, just hold on. Just don't move. You're going to go back. You're going to go. They're going to, they're going to let you go. So he's just sitting there trembling, whimpering, 
Um, I couldn't cry anymore. Just scared. All of a sudden, I see the light, and then, boom, they come around the corner. All three of them. And they ran that little Japanese boy with their bikes, fishtailed. They hit him so hard and so fast that it shot that little boy up in the air over the abyss. This, this, this big chasm of emptiness. And I saw him land right in the meadow of that green, beautiful pasture right next to the lion himself. And he was a lion. I saw I saw this big, beautiful lion standing there. And that boy landed right at his feet. And I knew that uh, he was waiting for him. He was waiting for that boy. That was an image I'll never, ever forget. If um, you've ever seen the movie or read the books of Chronicles of Narnia, in the movie, uh, my image of the lion was kind of like that image in that movie. But either way, I knew the boy was safe. Okay? So I'm standing there. Now I have no green card. I have yet to make a decision but now I have no green card and the only thing I can think of is that um, I'm going to walk over to that altar that red altar and I'm going to push that big red button and I'm going to accept my eternal damnation I'd lost everything, you gotta understand. I lost my wife, I lost my marriage. And my son, the love of my life, was here, even though he was no longer William. And so, my phone, uh, of all things, dings. And I'm like, what in the heck? I'm an eternal damnation in hell and my phone works man you guys got to get this service it certainly is an AT&T <laughs> but it dinged and it was a text from a number I did not know and the text said thank you and I knew that it came from the Japanese boys guardian his father or his uncle I knew that this came and that the boy had made it. And that was encouraging. However, I was still going to sell my soul to damnation because I had no way, no way out. But somehow, um, as I walked in this place, as I walked over to the altar and I look over and I can see the green mountains. I can see 
the green altar and the pastures and the words the lion of the tribe of Judah and uh, my great desire in real life was to be there with him and, and, and serve him and here I am on the other side so you can imagine if you will the condemnation of realizing that you will never spend eternity with God realizing the great failure that you felt in all that oozing tarish depressive satanic spiritual darkness began to settle on my shoulders I was completely lost damned to hell um Somehow, William and David came back. And, and did I call him Frank? I can't remember what name I made up for. <laughs> I just don't want him to be offended because I haven't really uh, mentioned this to him too much. Uh, maybe in passing, who knows. They, they knew, they felt it. They felt it. They felt another soul coming into the kingdom of Satan. But with the last stitch uh, effort, they came up there. And uh, it took a while. I forgot to mention something. Uh, when they touched the green card that the little boy had, and they kicked him out of eternity. Just that little tiny bit of light. Uh, and I want to call that light hope. But that little tiny bit of light in that green card shot those boys, if you will, my son and David and Frank, and it launched them hundreds of miles. Because just a little itty bitty tiny tiny bit of hope it destroys the kingdom of the devil. It destroys it. God's light is all powerful. Inside my heart I could feel it hardening the closing and the darkness and my son was getting infuriated and he was breathing through these nostrils that were three times bigger than your nose it was he was and he's like come on come on he pushed that bottom button and I had, I had my suspicions, but he had already done that. 
And he's like, see, now I have my, my old kingdom. And uh, <laughs> some of that stuff, I'm just, believe it or not, uh, uh, recollecting. And David gets off his green bike. Okay, he's oozing with goo, with gangrene. And he's like talking in a weird voice that I can't mimic. <laughs> I can't mimic because I, I just can't mimic the voice that I heard. But anyway, he's like, come on now. There's like a little tiny scrawny green demon hiding in the corner. Um, like the demon of lust or something where he's like, Ooh, you can do this. Uh, come over here. You know, ugh, gives me the creeps, but he had a green card. And he's like, Mr. Carter, you know, Mr. Carter, you're not staying with us. And he gave me his green card. Okay. Here's the cap for you. I saw my son sell his soul. I saw my wife cheat on me and kill a man and run off with this guy. And then I seen my son murder himself to protect, to save my life. And then I end up in these places. This, with, the whole time I'm hearing this monkey and jungle music and noises and birds and things. I'm hearing all this and this hillbilly mocking me with that laugh. Here I am standing in what I think in this coma is eternity. And with his last effort, my friend, gave me his green card. And my soul son sold his soul completely. To Satan. And he was a full demon. But he was lost for eternity. And I grabbed that green card. And when I grabbed it, I grabbed that green card and it activated and it blew those demon souls, condemned souls. Hundreds of, hundreds of thousand miles away 
because that green card when I activated I woke up from my coma at that very moment I opened my eyes and I looked around and I in the hospital and I am strapped to this bed because the first time they tried to bring me out I guess I tore all the tried to take all the hoses and mask off my face so I wake up and I'm strapped to this bed I mean strapped down my arms I can't move my arms I can't move my legs and I'm going into panic mode um and I'm looking around and when I kind of get the conscious idea that I'm in a hospital I I hear something I'm gonna I'm gonna have to quit right here um, as you can tell it's emotional for me so This podcast is as much for me as it is for you, so it is not easy to relate this part because it's so, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's beautiful, heart-wrenching. The reality of all of it, I'm just going to say this. I heard the most beautiful sound that I ever heard in my life. And I'm going to quit. <laughs> right there. Hook, line, and sinker, you guys. I'm going to quit because I'm just bawling. Uh, my emotions, I'm overwhelmed with my emotions. And I, I just want to... You to understand. That I was in a reality of a dream that I thought was real. And then now. I open my eyes and I'm in a hospital. After using my green card. That realm is so real to me. As I woke up and I opened my eyes and I realized I was in a hospital, I could still, I could still hear the monkey. I could still hear the noise in his voice, the monkey's voice, and the, the mocking in the background of that hillbilly which I know wasn't the hillbilly, it was, I felt it was just like Satan himself just mocking me, okay? And I'm awake in a hospital room in ICU, so 
I'm going to cut you guys off. I think I just said that. I'm telling you guys this story, and it's helping me um, to heal. And I hope that it, 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 you see, you're seeing something that hopefully um, will help you as well. Because I don't know if there's people that be this vulnerable to share this story. Um, you know, maybe I better go uh, get on some pills and, and suppress my emotions and um, walk around like a vegetable all the rest of my life. <laughs> Not not happening so I'm just being raw I'm being real this is the experience I had in COVID when I was in a coma and I'm going to tell you the whole rest of my story here in the next episode I want you guys to know um, thank you for your input thank you for responding to me and give me encouragement Um, it's been a blessing so with that this is Rob Cass C19 my email xxrobbertxx at icloud.com so love ya um, and those of you that I don't know <laughs> take that with a grain of salt but uh, want to hear from you please please if you had an experience or any of you know anybody who has Please try to get us in contact somehow, but use my email if you will. And we will talk to you guys on the next Robcast C19. Uh, happy Monday. Goodbye.